everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shelley from Ad Advance, and today I'm really excited to be joined by Anders. Uh, Anders, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So for anybody who's not familiar with you, maybe give us a quick intro and kind of how you got your start in the oh, general advertising space. How I fell into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was uh, that was back in the last century. Uh, you know, I started out. I, I just mentioned that earlier. I like that. I started, I like that. I started out in SEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just, let, let me give you that one again. So uh, if you want to find me, you know, I've made sure that when you search for me, you'll find me. Um, <laughs> as long as you can figure out how to spell my name, yeah. So I'm Danish, um, uh, but I left Denmark many, many years ago, and I'm based in France, uh, so in beautiful Paris or outside of beautiful Paris. Uh, we're uh, looking forward or not to having the uh, Olympic Games this summer. Uh, it'll probably be chaotic, uh, so I don't know if I'll be remote working or going somewhere else. Anyway, uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's about uh, you know the the the. The hygiene factors. Um, other than that, I've I've um, been in digital marketing uh, since I ended my studies, pretty pretty much, right? So um, that means that I've had the chance to see all of these different uh, channels arise one by one, and I've actually uh, you know coded HTML with my bare hands in a notepad. Um, <laughs> I uh, have um, uh, been a community manager for myself and my company. I have uh, optimized, uh, and you know, uh, uh, I don't know how many web pages for SEO. Um, I have been link building even, uh, but in the in the positive and, and, and white hat way. I have. Uh, I was the first um, certified paid uh, Google um, Ads person in this country um, back in two thousand four. Um, I set up a content marketing agency in two thousand thirteen, um, as that was a big hit. Um, I did some programmatic, um, and so it was only logical that I would end up doing. Amazon ads at one point, and then going out to the to the wider retail media. I think I'll stop there, right? Because it's a long story. <laughs> Happy to dig deeper into anything you're interested in, but but yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of it. Yeah, the only thing I'm not so good at has always been like uh, emailing, and uh, you know that I never quite managed to get that folded into the rest of it. Yeah. Sure, that, that is awesome. <laughs> and I love when you say you started last century too. Uh, <laughs> I got to use that. Yeah, yeah it doesn't make, doesn't make me any younger, does it? <laughs> yep. I had my first website that I coded with yeah. HTML. I used yeah. I used a program called Microsoft Front Page. I don't know if yes, you remember. It was, yeah, it, it's but a it, long you know, time now. I was there before Front Page and it was, it, you know, Front Page was a revelation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when it arrived, yeah. <laughs> So, that yeah. is awesome. So, so walk me through like how you ended up getting into the Amazon and the retail media. Yeah. Space. So, the, the, so what happened was I sold an agency. I sold my last agency. Um, uh, it was acquired by a sort of a digital commerce agency uh, that was then acquired by Accenture Interactive. Right. So, so I was kind of it was a it was a roller coaster ride, and I I got to a point where well. It was just being acquired. There were so many changes, so many things, um, and I got the chance to jump off the bandwagon at that time, just when the the acquisition happened, um, which was great. 
because I had sort of a, you know, uh, I, I was completely free and I could do whatever I wanted to do. So I kind of had a blank page of saying, okay, now what? Um, and what I'm, so as I mentioned earlier, just before we started, I'm a curious guy, right? So I, 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 I like to discover, uncover trends. Um, and I had been a judge on various uh, awards, digital marketing awards of different types. So I'd seen, um, <laughs> I'd seen the Holy Grail, or I'd seen the best of the best, and I'd been in contact with some of the, you know, the, the, the best people out in the market. And I was also in contact with so many people that were experts in their area. So, so I was thinking, okay, I really like this. I really like to show uh, what the best are doing. Um, I also really like to uh, look at what they're doing, which is not what Google, Meta, Amazon are saying that you should be doing, right? Sure. Um, so the cut through um, the hype. Uh, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of sort of. It's not. I wouldn't call it propaganda, but it's it's built communication. It's like a, a a content marketing machine to push you in a certain direction, which is a commercial direction. Sure. Uh, and that that is part of these platforms, right? That's part of the things they do. Uh, and I learned that because I, you know, I'd been high up in in WPP for a while, and I had some some very close contacts with my Google, uh, you know, my, my Google agency manager, and show something else. I wanted also to help people that had that were in the position that I had been in, uh, agency owner, uh, having to decide what you bet on next year. Sure. And and I, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, people from outside of our little world, they're looking at us and they're saying, oh, they're so lucky. There's a, what is it, 20% growth in their market. It must be so easy. You know, just do the basics and you'll be winning. And I think we both know that that is not the case. Right? Yep. Things are happening so quickly that if you, um, if you don't take the right... Um, u-turn sometimes or if you don't take the right left or right or if you don't invest in the right technology or the right staff or the right competence then you can be very quickly out of the game um so so i think that was my uh late motive i wanted to 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 help people i wanted to share i wanted to discover uncover things right so so i my um uh, my company that i set up at that time Innoville, was all about um uh, digital marketing trends so i did a first report from you know on 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 paid search basically and i i used all of this and i i uh, i did huge surveys and i did interviews with experts and i did did this fabulous report and then i tried to sell it online and that wasn't that was not easy yeah that was really sure. difficult it did it generated a lot of visibility then generated a lot of goodwill uh, but sort of the e-commerce dimension of it was really difficult. So I, it took me actually five reports to find the, the economic model for this. And when I came through the fifth one, I was like, okay, right, let's do something else. But, but that's, that's sort of part of my story. But, but during that um, process of saying I, I want to detect these trends, one of the trends that I dis uncovered was the rise of Amazon ads. And this is back in 2018. Um, yeah. And basically, I was sort of a, I was a, um, a whistleblower. I was saying guys you gotta wake up it's happening you know your world is gonna <laughs> it's gonna change you have to pick up on this trend right and and the, the, the there was this big thing in my research which showed that all of these agencies that i've been um that i've been serving they were saying that 
they were doing eighty percent of them were doing things like Google Shopping, right? So their clients would be selling something online. They would be uh, retailers. They would be uh, they would be brands that would be selling online. And then I asked them, okay, what about Amazon ads? And, and there was like thirty percent doing uh, Amazon ads. And I said, okay, so here's a, this huge discrepancy. Some, some, there's a there's a there's a there's a gap in the market, right? Yeah. Um, and and that kind of led me on to doing a second report, which was specifically on Amazon ads. It was part I wanted to learn, and it was part uh, I wanted to show uh, what was happening. And I did this with a with a, uh, with a great guy who had some Amazon uh, experience and then we went out and actually it was not as easy as in other areas we couldn't go out and find just look at the awards and see who's you know who's winning or who's shortlisted there were no awards about Amazon marketing there was there was nothing yeah. right the, who are the experts the only way to find the expert was um, follow the right people on LinkedIn ask around <laughs> uh, you know and 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 that was fascinating as well so we got we got through to a number of people and also um, wrote a, a big piece, you know, a big report, basically saying, "Okay, this is how you work on Amazon. This is how you win on Amazon. Um, this is how the game changes." And uh, and that led me on to uh, actually led me into uh, working in an Amazon agency for two yeah. years, right? Where I set up the, the DSP seat, um, managed that part of the business. Also, um, actually got the, the agency certified as a Google partner and all sorts of stuff, uh, getting some, uh, you know, in external traffic going into the, uh, the Amazon equation. And yeah. after that, so, and I said, that was two years of my life, right? So, so very uh, strongly involved in, in, uh, in, in, in running Amazon campaigns, building strategies, pitching, um, learning how it evolved, and also optimizing campaigns, right? So, yeah, I was hands-in. I was learning all this stuff and getting all the certifications and optimizing campaigns. And I, and I was also, you know, saying, no, I don't agree, Amazon. You don't wait for two weeks to optimize your DSP campaign. It just <laughs> That's just too long. You can start doing that after two days. You've got enough data to look at things. Anyway, so, so yeah. that, was, um, that was my, um, my role for two years. And, and we kind of we split ways. Um, uh, on friendly terms, but we were not sort of uh, evolving in the same direction with the agents. Fine, sure. still on good terms, and and um, and it sort of carried me into something else. So I, I joined a company that that was building retail media technologies, like a platform uh, type of technology firm. Um, I didn't stay very long because actually I met another company called Epan, um, and they were a partner of uh, of this technology firm. And uh, I was uh, really impressed by their knowledge, uh, and I was, uh, and they were kind of, you know, we could use someone like you. Um, so I, I joined EPAM, uh, which so sometimes people call it the biggest company you've never heard of, okay. uh, and it is a discrete company sitting behind the lines, building all the good stuff. Um, so uh, it is a company with a very very high um, uh, desire to excel in everything it does uh, building uh, amazing uh, digital platforms and one of the types of platforms that this company builds is retail media networks um, so you can't be building all the retail media networks out there but this company is actually involved in I think it's something like three out of the biggest 10 um, in the world. And then 20% uh, of the company uh, works for uh, retail, retailers overall. Yeah? And it is a company with uh, 
over 55,000 employees in the world, right? So, so wow. it's a huge thing. And I'm, you know, I'm, I've just joined this, uh, this, uh, this special uh, six months ago, right? So I'm, I'm well inside, but uh, I've joined this sort of uh, the consulting uh, branch of the business where we uh, work with retail media networks with retailers on, on some of their challenges out there. So this has given me a totally different insight into uh, into that world, right? There's there's no Amazon here. Uh, yeah. There is there is a, there are barriers that you uh, that you wouldn't imagine, you know, that, because there are organizational barriers the, on the client side, right? There there is organization that has to evolve. It's not just the technology piece. There's organizations. There's a there's technology. There's a um, there are roadmaps, right? There are security issues. There is uh, data confidentiality. There, there are so many things, so many moving parts in there. Uh, that is just fascinating. So, uh, so that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, and that's where we got connected too. Is I, I just love yeah. some of the content that you were putting out on the retail media side, and you know some of the awesome trends that we're seeing, but also some of the challenges that we're seeing yeah. in the space. Um, there's a lot of different. I hear people referring to retail media as a lot of different things. Yeah. So, how do you define retail media? Three words: advertising in commerce. Yeah, that's, sure. that's that I try to keep it so simple, right? Um, and I think it took a while before people were sort of ready to say it is actually just advertising. Uh, um, and uh, and it takes a long time for retailers to uh, because they they come from a world of working with suppliers. Um, and then they have negotiations with their suppliers and then they do trade marketing. That was the past, yeah? The trade marketing they do is a very basic thing where they say, you know, the supplier will say, take more inventory, right? Buy some more of my my my, uh, my products. And the retailer will say, well, there isn't enough demand. Um, can you generate some demand? Can you help us generate some more demand so we can take some more inventory? This is the basic equation, right? It is, it is take some more of my product. Okay, but then you need to help me sell it. And, and that's the trade marketing equation. And, you, and I think you recognize that totally in, you know, in Amazon. It's like, well, you know, you're, 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 you're putting money in so that you can increase that sales velocity, uh, so that you can uh, push more stuff, stuff through, the, uh, uh, through the channel. That was the basic equation, but this was not retail. This was before retail media, right? So, so this was being sort of uh, discounted from sales. It was being uh, managed more or less, no, less transparently. <laughs> it was it was being managed like, okay, we'll take this extra money. And there was, and it it ended up, you know, in in various places and in, in various ways, it has been become part of a negotiation. So, and it's like you know the invisible world of 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 retail that we've heard of, but. We don't exactly know how it works. Now, retail media now comes into the equation in these same relationships, and you and and we're saying, okay, now let's put it above the line uh, and make it transparent, and actually optimize this whole thing. And that's where retail media is is, is beautiful, uh, and it's also where it becomes more complex. Right? Yep. <laughs> you, <laughs> you gotta you gotta track everything. You gotta uh, you gotta optimize. You gotta measure uh, what success is. Uh, you gotta you know, uh, connect the dots um, between various data points, and uh, yeah. So, so I, you know, I think uh, I continue that mission of trying to educate, trying to share uh, what's out there. Um, but I've been, uh, I've been kind of um, overtaken now by IAB, 
because they've done an amazing job over the past two years. I mean, when I say they, it's a, it's a, it's I don't know how many. It's like fifty, sixty, maybe a hundred people um, in the U.S., in Australia, in in all over Europe. In different in the different IABs, there are working groups in every single. IAB and they are building producing content so they're building definitions standards um, uh, capabilities mapping uh, uh, retail media network mappings uh, technology mappings there's all sorts of stuff that out there and it's been it's really developed really really quickly so over the past six months you've got all these documents coming out and so I don't need to be so much more of a... I don't need to make those drawings and say this is what retail media is and what it isn't. Uh, but there are other lines that are that are moving uh, in the space, right? So sure. um, it's kind of moving all the time. And now, so we talked about the... Uh, so I, I like that. I really like what uh, Andrew Lipsman uh, does from Insider Intelligence. So I think he's got a different company now. But when he sort of uh, shows the future or talks about you know retail uh, media 2.0 being the golden age of retail media is, is interesting right it's a it's an interesting way to go and then it also shows how far there is to to the end so yeah, um, yeah. from That's from it. the european standpoint too i know you, you talk through how it's a little bit different compared to the yeah. u.s and some of those pieces are like the the fragmentation that you, that you have mm. Like there's obviously language barriers or you know differences there and everything else like walk through like how you see the, kind of the retail media scene being different if we look on like the european stage versus north yeah. american or u.s stage yeah i think the, the first first funny anecdote here is i uh, i put some stats on a slide and i said uh 14.8 percent of uh, of retail is now online in and then I said EU six right and and this and this retailer said to me what does that mean EU six that's the six biggest countries in Europe <laughs> sure. um, and and I think that come so we you know when you when you're in Amazon uh, so I think you have the North American unified access I think you have Mexico yeah, we have Canada, Canada US, US Mexico. Right? Yep. And then you're going to join, you're going to add Colombia when it goes live and you're going to... Yeah, know, Brazil's so, yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, <yep. laughs> right. and, and we have, um, I think it's EU9 uh, now. And it's so, so that's just natural for me to say, okay, this is Europe. Like, like you know, you, you, you have this entry point into Europe, like it's EU6, EU9, EU7, whatever, uh, you know, whatever you can get into. And, yeah. and that was a funny thing, right? Because it it's kind of shows um, how when you look at it from a... Uh, an Amazon standpoint, it's like we're trying to make Europe a market. Um, it's fascinating the way they're doing it because you've got the whole logistics uh, equation behind it, right? Because you, so, so across the US, you have all these warehouses, right? And they're connected, of course. They're, they're positioned so that they can, they can cover the whole, the whole area. Now, in Europe, they're doing kind of the same thing, but it's not uh, per country. It's 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 on the distances, right? So you can have no warehouses in one country, and then uh, five warehouses in the next country, and and they have strategically built up this network so that they could you know service the whole place. This is what this, which is fascinating when you look at the world map. You you know the game of Risk, 
Yeah. You know that, I, I've actually board, been yeah. playing that with my kiddos lately. I, so yeah. Risk yeah. is amazing. Yeah. But but I think so. The the Amazon way of sort of uh, getting into the continents is, is very similar. Like they've got this stronghold yeah. um, in in each continent, and then from that they build distribution, and then from that they open markets. Fascinating uh, kind of approach. But um, so so Europe. So they're trying to make Europe one. You know one market it's really difficult um and some of the things some of the things they do uh, I, you know when we see it we us europeans when we see uh what was it poland go live uh, a few years ago and yeah. all the products were the ones from the german marketplace that, that had been auto translated right yep. by um you know artificial intelligence you know which is which you know i'm not i'm not it's going to happen, yeah. But but right now, when you give a give a you know a product listing and have it translated, it's getting better. But a few years ago, it wasn't very good, yeah. Yep. And you can see, <laughs> and when you, and and especially when you go into promoting a product or something, or, or 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 making writing an ad or something, it's just not it's just not right, right. You have to mm-hmm. have you have to have the context. It's not just the words. It's also you know the context, the nuance of the of the language and things like that. So 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 that was kind of painful, and I think that they did the same for Sweden. I think they've done the same everywhere, right? It's easy when you come from the U.S. to the U.K. because it's basically hey, it's the same country. A few words you have to change, but it's the same. It's the same language, right? Yeah. Um, but going from 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 German to Dutch or German to Polish is a big step, yeah. Um, but there is this vision of having you know EU X, right? Uh, but retail media networks uh, or retailers they don't work like that right so you have retailers um, that that have certain uh, geographical coverages they're very often uh, countrywide uh, so you've got retailers up in you know Benelux they'll cover two three countries they may have another chain here and there and, and then you'll have uh, players like Carrefour which is a big French player that that has a a huge presence worldwide also and they also have uh, you know south america but nothing in the u.s right but it's a different it's a sort of a different nature of of, uh, of of network you have i think the second uh, second biggest uh, retailer in, in uh, so basically your market sizes are very different so that's one thing so so you will be uh, you know when you're on amazon you're dealing with uh, nine different countries uh, and they will behave differently it's not because a product works well in one country that it will work well in the next. Mm-hmm. There is a brand notion, and the brand doesn't. Brands don't travel very easily. Whenever you're starting a new campaign, you're, you're starting. You're starting from scratch, um, and you know how that is uh, <laughs> because you've done it a number of times. Yeah. So, so imagine taking that. So, of course, you learn from campaigns. But, but that's just if we're just staying within the Amazon um, sphere. That is a huge challenge. So the agency that I was I was uh, I was working for had the speciality of, of having you know uh, I don't know how many nationalities in there, so that one could jump in and, and, and manage uh, you know part of a, um, a, a EU wide campaign, but somebody would be managing the overall and look at the stats and overall. But but somebody would go in there and actually check on on all the content and all the optimization and and whether that made sense and even the you know. Com- competition is different as well. So, so, so that's the Amazon space. Now, when you move out of that, um, uh, you're you're looking at much smaller volumes. So I was saying something like fifteen percent 
and it's it's a little bit lower in Europe than in the US. Of so fifteen percent of retail uh, might be slightly higher. It might be six, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen um, is online. Uh, the rest is offline. Yeah. So so we so we're midgets uh, compared to the size of these. Uh, you know of what they do offline and I. This was fascinating. The, uh, there was a lot of uh, focus on install at the um, NRF, uh, and I think there's one of the one of again Andrew Lipsman's slides was showing um, the when you try to compare uh, media inventory in physical stores compared to their online activity, and it would always be higher, right? And that's so. So there's this projection into well, for those who have uh, shops. In-store is the next big thing because it actually has bigger inventory than your online offering, right? And, and we're sure. sitting here, you and I, with our Amazon background, we're saying, it's all online. Forget that, you know, it's really difficult. Yeah, just forget yeah. the rest of it. It's, it's too complex, right? It's too complex to manage. So, but, uh, but I'm working with this reality of retailers who have physical networks um, who... and. And also have another uh, a big strength there of um, especially those in grocery purchase frequency it's the frequency of the need right so uh, it, it it totally changes your view and your reliability of data when you've got the same thing over and over and over again yeah? so if somebody's buying the same thing every week sure that's a pretty strong uh, loyalty yeah without having to have a loyalty card or whatever it's just buying the same thing same price. I do the same yeah um, and uh, retailers know that uh, Amazon doesn't know sure. that doesn't have that data and and we've we've all been saying for the past I don't know how many years well it's the first party data they have it all Amazon so powerful well there are there's a there's a you know there's a type of company out there that has uh, more powerful uh, first party data than Amazon so they have a card to play, and it's so you've got you know so Walmart is playing that that card mm -hmm. and is is amazing. So I'm you know I'm not working, uh, I'm not working on on, on Walmart's uh, uh, activities, and, and we're not involved. I think in in, in that part, but uh, they have both worlds, right? So they have a huge online market, which is homogeneous, and then they have uh, this uh, you know depth of data, so they just know a lot. <laughs> about yeah. about their clients, those who have loyalty cards. So you know, I, I don't like loyalty cards. I don't so personally, right? I I don't want to carry up all these pieces of plastic around. So so I, I I don't use them a lot. So I'm not a bit. I'm not a good pupil. I'm not a good um, <laughs> student. Yeah, yeah, but if you use but, that same credit card every time, that yeah, that is your loyalty card. Yeah, yeah, and they can probably they can probably that. you know tie that back into it. So so uh, so they know a lot. And they can use that. And, and basically, it also changes uh, the way advertisers need to work with them, right? Because uh, getting somebody to change a uh, rock-solid loyalty to one product to try and, just to try another product is a big step. Sure. And it requires a different type of, of media exposure. Um, and that's where in-store and where maybe audio and, uh, you know, so the, the digital displays in, in stores and... and and you know maybe add some offsite, uh, some branding in there as well. Yeah, maybe try to, you know, um, get inside their Netflix uh, streaming. Can probably help out. Yeah, and and so we we're moving into this different 
a whole different uh, universe, I, I find. So, you know, so as I mentioned yesterday, we were presenting on this conference, and I think we, at the end of it, we, would, we were saying, you know, there's this report from Sky that just came out yesterday. No, today, it came out today. Uh, we, we had, a, we had a, uh, a premiere on it. But it says that uh, on a survey of a thousand advertisers in the U.S., um, retail media f- is more important for them than paid search. Um, and that is the first time we've ever seen that. Interesting. Uh, and that is a major, major piece of, uh, of information here. So basically, uh, it is becoming so important it, that it could end up being the, uh, the most important media channel in the future. Yeah. So it feels like we've only just begun, uh, which is With- you know, amazing, isn't it? With all these different retail media channels, yeah. as a retailer, how do you allocate budget between them or even get consistencies in data and reporting? Yeah. You know, as these different channels are emerging and as you're working on building different retail media channels, like how, yeah. do you, how do you try to drive that consistency or how do you even navigate that? So, so see, the, the, first, the first thing you have within a retail media network, um, when you're doing on-site and then you're doing some off-site and then you're doing some in-store you don't get the same data points right you're not in the same context you're not measuring the same thing Um, so suddenly your your media planning and that that becomes the entire offering as well from the retail media network has to be uh, shaped in a different form Um, so you will be down to day parting uh, and saying okay I will look at uplift. Um, I will be do day parting, and some of these uh, retailers are building into their um, campaign functioning. They're building in a, a baseline group that is not exposed, uh, which is is a, is, a, is a great you know it's a it's a it's a great idea. So basically, they they um, they have they keep out like ten percent of of any audience group. They will not expose them, and then they okay. will compare. Yeah. 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 And they, of course, have all the, they, of course, connect. So you'll connect the till, all the data from the till. You'll connect. The, so that's one source of data. You'll connect it with the loyalty cards when they are there. Sure. Or credit cards, if you're allowed to. I'm not sure you know, what, what the exact legislation says there. You'll, you'll connect that back to, a, to the devices. Um, so uh, mobile device and computer. And then you'll look at on-site. Uh, you'll look at... <clears throat> Uh, basket information you look at navigation uh, you look at off-site exposure um, and you'll pull in whatever you can find on your uh, digital display into that right so we're yeah. talking I don't know how many how many did I say was it like eight or nine sources here that we're pulling we're pulling together sure. into one place so so these are becoming huge um, uh, huge data pools right that you need to manage and try to extract the right information from so that's just on the that's just on the planning side and, and you were saying something else I was talking I was just saying this is inside a retail media network yeah you can then have within that network you can have several retailer brands right uh, very often there are either alliances or the groups have grocery and then they have DIY and then they have uh, I don't know pharmaceuticals or beauty products or whatever so so they so you can have loyalty cards that actually cover uh, all of these or you can have partial coverage and then you can have um, uh, then you can have logins that 
have partial coverage of this as well, right? So, so, so that's we're still within just one retail media network. Yep. It is utterly complex to manage, and what you said was, well, how do you manage when you have several retail media networks? Yeah, and we're not there yet. Uh, so my general uh, feeling is that there are companies like Sky and Packview that are trying on the big chunks, right, to to aggregate some of the data. You'll never get down to the granularity where you can look at a segment that is interested in the brand or, or you know, you've done an overlap, you've done a, a data clean room overlap between your own audience, CRM extraction with the retailer, uh, brand preference to do something. That is never going to work across several retail media networks, right? So, and, and so, so you've, got, you've got sort of the simple campaign execution that goes on-site, off-site, the ones that we know from Amazon, number that we love, right? We can optimize all the way through to, to, uh, to the sale, and we can sort of you know uh, shape this into something that improves and gets better. Now you can do that across the WalMarts and the Krogers and the and 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 the EU nine, and you can do that across a lot of stuff. Yeah. But as soon as you go into the deeper uh, work with one retail media network, that connection. I don't see it happening in the first, in the coming like three, four years, which is a long time. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're going to get there uh, uh, yet. And I think when, once we get closer to that, I think it's going to be AI driven because I don't think you can actually do it otherwise. Right. I don't think you can actually, you're always going to have holes. You're always, always going to have data discrepancy. You're always going to have things that you, you, you know, you can't account for. Mm. Um, so I think we're, we're, you know, uh, potentially, uh, going to see something, you know, new types of media planning tools, uh, AI driven, that plug into huge data sets and come up with something. And it's like, you know, it's like the bid optimizer. You're just going to have to test and see if it works. And if it doesn't, well, think again and do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the only way. I don't think, you know, I don't see how this can work otherwise. We're, I mean, so in other digital media, since forever, we've always been saying, yeah, we just need a little bit more data and then we should be able to see the whole picture of omnichannel and, you know, full, full 360 view of the client. And we never got there, did we? And now we're yeah. moving into, into another dimension. With and more now data it seems to be so moving we, backwards, we, honestly, <laughs> with privacy updates and everything. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to get there. Uh, we're not going to get there. But AI can, can cover a lot of that stuff. So it's, it'll be interesting to see. But whether, whether AI comes to, I mean, for AI to work, you need data volumes and you need automated processes. Uh, so, so let's concentrate on building those first, yeah? Sure. Because until we have those in place, until we have all the standards in place, until we're, me we're measuring the same things, yep. um, we're speaking the same language, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to do Anything. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's really yeah. in the early stages. Let's yeah. set all the standards. Let's oh, make sure just, that everything's consistent. We, until we get that, going. yeah, you yeah. can't even compare the two numbers because they're not going to be no, measuring the same no, thing. No, but there, there's a lot of improvement in terms of you know what what we said the basics of on-site, off-site, right? That there's a lot of improvement and and um, and I think the tools are that, that's a much shorter horizon to get tools that will be able to plug into 10, 15, 20. I think there are two hundred uh, retail media networks out there now. Uh, but crazy. I think you'll be able to plug into the to the to the you know the bigger. Uh, you should be able to to cover maybe sixty percent with uh, with tooling over the next year or so. I think right. So that at least some of it you can kind of plug it in and 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 uh, 
and do your sort of a traditional media thing on that to uh, to see how that goes yeah yeah so over, over like the next year or two what, what's some things that you get really excited about or that you expect that we're going to see i know you've kind of touched on some but anything that you think is gonna really progress over the next year or two in the space yeah, so I know what, what I what I really find fascinating is the connection with uh, uh, with video uh, and, and and CCTV, so CTV, right? A connected TV um, with the the Netflix partnerships that are sure. being signed uh, across the world because they're they're happening in many places. Um, in parallel with uh, Amazon Prime opening up uh, the the video uh, part of their inventory, I think that's really interesting because we're. It's really interesting and really challenging, right? Because we're getting a whole new dimension of opportunity, of possibility to do things. Sure. Um, with um, fairly accessible uh, CPMs, it's not you know it's not crazy crazy, and um, with a possibility to you know influence people, you know on the brand side, uh, very early on in the in the user journey. I think that's interesting uh, because I think it was totally missing, right? And and uh, and and Amazon was built on the bottom of the funnel, <clears throat> just like Google was at the beginning, right? So, um, and then you know, kind of build it up to to become much broader. And I think that's probably the most fascinating thing that 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 is coming on to the at least onto the online thing part of the equation. Uh, yeah. And on the other side of the equation, I think <clears throat> the idea of of um, of connecting the displays in the in the shops, I think it's uh, I think it makes sense to to kind of um, uh, I I think I remember many many years ago there's this guy and he he talked about um, transmedia storytelling yeah so so you're moving from one media to the next and there's a story that goes on right? that's that's I think that's kind of the dream of any marketer to be able to say okay we're deciding actually how this works and what you know what the user will see and what secrets yeah, yeah. telling that story uh to try to convince them if they're not convinced we'll stop because the story has ended right uh i'm hoping that will happen as well that we stop you know trying to tell the same story over and over <laughs> again <laughs> but being able to to um um, to orchestrate uh channels and tell a story and i think you can't tell that kind of story without video um, it becomes something uh, quite fascinating, I think, from from the advertiser's point of view. Trying to connect those dots, right? Uh, connect them all together to make it uh, to make it um, uh, to make it all feel uh, coherent. To make it all feel, you know, uh, that it makes sense. I think that's the kind of trust brands need to build. You know over the coming years where there's been sort of a, you know, you don't hear the same story when you move from one channel to the next, right? Um, so so that, I think that's the big, that's the, that's the big frontier. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And it's like you said, every day, it's like constantly, it's like reinventing yourself yeah, <laughs> just with yeah. how quickly things are changing and like yeah. taking that time to take a step back and think through. And that's why I've, I've loved this conversation, just mm. kind of taking a bigger picture perspective because sometimes yeah. you can get so in the weeds that <laughs> you need to pull yourself yeah. out. And yeah, it, there's so much changing right now in the space. Absolutely. And I think, so, so I think the reason why, why we're doing that is that 
when we're talking with somebody who's now going to invest, I don't know how, many, how much money in a retail media network, they need to have a roadmap. They need to think about where it's going to take them, right? Yep. Uh, so I think we take that step back, and and uh, and I and, and I enjoy that a lot uh, because it sort of combines my desire to look into the future, and also to be uh, you know sharing of uh, of the knowledge of and experience that I've accumulated. So. Uh, uh, yeah, so so hopefully we can uh, we can help some people go in the right direction. I love it. I love it. So Andrews, like I've really enjoyed following your content. For the people who want to connect with you or follow you, like where where should they go? Yeah, so I uh, I kind of uh, stopped doing things uh, like Facebook and, uh, and and lately Twitter as well. I think I I'm I'm not sure when I did the last tweet there. So I'm on LinkedIn and I'm pretty much nowhere else. <laughs> uh, then I'm on some conferences from time to time, but LinkedIn is the, is the sure hit. And I, uh, I love questions. So anybody who wants to connect with me, make sure to ask me a question. I'll be happy to respond to it. Don't just send the invitation without anything. I'll probably ignore that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, well, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time um, to have this conversation. I know it's currently late for you right now, yeah. too, so I appreciate you uh, spending some of your night with me. <laughs> it's a pleasure, John. It's really a yeah. pleasure, John, to, to, um, uh, to have this discussion and great topics. Uh, I'll be sure to be following your podcast in the future. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Anders. And for all those who are listening to that project podcast, as always, really appreciate you listening and we will see you on the next episode.